This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Dave Woodard. What does it mean to be Canadian? It's a simple question, really, but the answer, not really all that clear. An Ipsos Reid poll done for Historica Canada shows there's really no consensus on what Canada means to us. The response with most support was freedom at 23 percent. In fact, the more that you looked into this study, the less it seems that we all have in common. When polled about which Canadian, dead or alive, they'd like to have a meal with, 8 percent of those polled said Justin Trudeau. And that topped the list at 8 percent. Celine Dion was second at 5 percent. So today we'll be looking into what it means to be Canadian and your take on it. What makes you Canadian? Is it simply a birthright or is it something else? I want to hear from you, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. For me, a lot of Canadian culture revolves around food. And while we certainly have our own take on food, would you say that we have our own dishes, our own cuisine unique to anywhere in the world? A co-author of a cookbook called Feast, an edible road trip, will join me a little later to talk about it. And what would the world be without Canadian music? From Paul Anka to Nickelback and everything in between, Canada's contribution to the world of music is huge. Musicologist Eric Alper is in the nation's capital. He'll join us in about a half hour to talk about Canadian music. But first, let's go back to that question I first posed to you off the top of the show. What does it mean to be Canadian? Does it mean that you were born here? What's the message we're sending out to the world? Does it have to do with our political stance, our business sense as a nation? Is it universal health care or how it's changed? Joining me now to talk about Canada's brand is Mike Leon, the Managing Director of Brand Heroes. Mike, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Dave. All right, so let's start out with that question. What is Canada's brand currently? How much time do you have? <laughs> it's you know what it's a loaded question. I mean, I think in a way to even take a stab at answering it, we almost have to look back a little bit about what Canada's brand has been historically. And it's funny because, you know, historically, we look at all the notions of Canada and Canadians being caring, being polite, being a little right. apologetic. And, you know, we have all those things. But as of late, for a lot of different reasons, we're seeing a little more swing in our step and a little more swagger. You know, there's Canadians are bold. The Canadian identity is even irreverent. And the Canadian identity, in some cases, is unapologetic. So as difficult as it is to necessarily say this is exactly what our brand is, what we're starting to really get at is an expanded view of what diversity actually means and what diversity means in the way that we tell our stories. Using humor, using really bold, very direct language. You know, we're not afraid to brag, and we're starting to see that a lot more. You know, that's interesting that you bring up diversity, because that's one of the things that Justin Trudeau has kind of used as uh, as a bit of a, um, I guess, tagline for Canada, is diversity is our strength. Is that an accurate reflection of our brand? Well, you know, I, I think to a certain extent it is, but, you know, words like that sometimes can can have this 
this kind of undescribable meaning to it. And I think, you know, it's, it's from a brand standpoint, you always want to try and put as much description as you can. And I think if we kind of take a look at what that actually means to be diverse, it's we have lots of ideas. We have mm-hmm. lots of ways of expressing ourselves. And as Canadians, we've achieved a lot. You know, we have we, – we always talk about healthcare, but you look at technology, you look at invention, you look at innovation. We've done cool stuff. And the thing is, too, you know, there's there's this old joke about how, you know, to really be recognized as a Canadian, you got to go work somewhere else. Right. And now it's starting to come back home. You see notable examples of, of Canadians who have worked in the U.S. and around the world, and they're coming home to do their thing. And that is part of, I think, this idea of saying, you know what, diversity of thought and diversity really means that we're able to do our thing here. And Canada is a great place not just to leave but to come back and really do incredible things. Right. Now, one of the things, I guess, uh, in terms of how we look at it, ourselves um, has to do with politics and how we kind of, you know, branch out on the world stage. Uh, Stephen Harper brought in, you know, kind of a a more of a a focus on women's rights um, when he wanted to focus a lot of uh, attention, a lot of money um, onto maternal rights. Um, Obviously, Justin Trudeau has been very big on the world stage. We talk a lot about how, you know, popular he is, especially down in the U.S., is that really the last, the last I'd say about 10, 15 years, is that where we're starting to, to kind of come into our own and really become those, you know, a little bit, little bit of a showboat in terms of who we are? Totally, totally. And, you know, I think as of late, certainly the, uh, the stance on the part of the federal government, I think, has really set this tone that as a nation, while we've always been leaders in certain areas, the very clear message right now is we are going to take a leadership stance on the world stage. And I think, you know, the, the attitude that trickles down to everyone on a regular level is that, you know, we don't, we don't have to be bashful. We could be boastful. Right. We could be in a polite way because, hey, we're Canadian, right? But we could tell stories that have resonance not just inside of Canada but around the world and Canadian stories that resonate not just in Canada but around the world. And that's a big thing as well. Because, you know, I think historically, and I come from this from having a television background, you look at what worked really well in Canada, and it didn't always necessarily carry well beyond our borders. Now it is. So I think, you know, you're right. You know, a a lot of the tone and the tenor set from the government, um, a lot of that attitude is now finding its way in all sorts of ways. You know, you look at advertisements and marketing campaigns. And the marketing campaigns that came out there to celebrate Canada's 150th, there's some really interesting and some really bold ones as well. Is some of that have to do with what we're seeing elsewhere in the world? Are we comparing – what I'm, I guess I'm asking is are we comparing ourselves with, say, what's going on in the United States, how it seems like they don't know exactly where they're going or, uh, you know – we see Donald Trump, you know, tweeting uh, and putting out negative messages sometimes. Is it we're comparing ourselves to others and going, you know what, we're pretty good? I think we are. And I think in some cases it's hard not to. And, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of different ways we do that. Like an interesting thing now is you're seeing a rise in, uh, in U.S. students coming to study in Canada. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing there is, you know, nothing's really changed with the quality of education. Canadian education has always been awesome. It's just the story is starting to expand and more people are starting to know about it. But I think you're right. You know, to a certain extent, you know, being so close to the U.S., there's always been this this kind of quiet, like, comparison between, you know, it reminds me of, like, the second most popular kid in high school always comparing themselves to the most popular right. kid. And now 
the second most popular kid is actually looking around saying, wait a minute, I may have more friends than the most popular kid. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. Uh, now, I do want to take to a couple of calls. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, I'm speaking with Mike Leon. He's the managing director of Brand Heroes. Phone numbers to call in 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. You mentioned off the top talking about, you know, Canadians being apologetic. Is that something that we're still kind of known for or are we starting to kind of get beyond that? I think in some cases we're we're known for it indirectly. Like mm-hmm. the stereotype is always there about being apologetic. But I think, you know, you, you talk to a lot of people and, I mean, it's a tough question to answer. But on the whole, I think we're starting to move past it. You know, I think we're starting yeah. to get to this point where, you know, we're saying, yeah, you know what? I'm not apologizing for it. I'm happy. I'm, I'm content in my own skin. And we're seeing a lot more of that here. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, do you think? You know, it could always be a little bit of both, but I think the the thing that I find really good about it is, you know, in branding, uh, one of the biggest principles of a brand is you don't necessarily have to be all things to all people. But when you're you're branding a nation, you absolutely are, but in very different ways. So different people could take different meaning from what it means to be Canadian. So the common DNA to that is to be proud about it and to be excited about it. And I want to tell those stories. So. I don't think being unapologetic, I I, I don't think we should apologize for anything. All right. Giovanni in Brampton. How are you doing, Giovanni? Yes, good afternoon. A beautiful day in southern Ontario. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. Well, happy post-Canada Day. What what, would you like to say, Giovanni? Giovanni? Okay. Uh, Earl in Oakville, you wanted to say what it means to you to be Canadian. I think it's the culture. Growing up in Toronto, I learned how to skate at City Hall, Nathan Phillips Square, when I was a kid. And uh, Ontario Place and the CN Tower and the Canadian National Exhibition, all of that, growing up in all of that, gave me a sense of Canadian identity, you know? And Sam the Record Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Young Street. Remember Young Street in the old days? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, I mean uh my uh my family, my father grew up uh you know in downtown Toronto and I remember yeah. going to visit with him a lot and we you know go to Sam's and see the big you know yeah. records and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, has has you know Canadian or Toronto culture changed do you think over the years and if so no, is it for the better? Well, um I don't think it's changed that much. Yeah. I think we still have the identity with sports especially, you know, with the Blue Jays right. and the Toronto Maple Leafs and everything. That's part of Canadian culture, you know? Absolutely. Earl, thanks for your call. Okay, take care. Bye. Uh, Let's talk about sports a little bit, because that certainly, especially as, um, you know, we're, we're seeing more you know, hockey teams in the country. There's seven now, as we used to have six. Uh, But there's only, you know, one baseball team, one basketball team. What kind of effect do you think sports has on the Canadian identity? Huge. Absolutely. And, you know, you bring up hockey first, and rightfully so, because, you know, Canada, both inside the country and the way it's perceived outside, is very much a hockey nation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the same time, too, you know, the rise in soccer has been huge. And, you know, certainly the effect that the the Toronto FC has had, and this is a trickle-down effect where, you know, you're seeing, you know, kids from very early ages playing soccer and taking an interest in soccer and starting to really embrace it. 
you know, the Toronto Blue Jays, you know, they, you know, it's say what you will about the Jays, but the interesting thing is a lot of the narrative that's come out from the Jays is that we are Canada's team. Right. And as Canadians, we can take pride in what the Jays are doing. Win or lose, they're, they're part of that. And that's a narrative that the Leafs for many years have tried to embrace, you know, all the way from, you know, take any decade and, you know, through the Leafs Nation campaign, it's the idea that we're rallying around and wherever we are, we're embracing that. Absolutely. And especially if you go to see a hockey game, like a Leafs hockey game in Florida or, you know, even across the border in Buffalo, you'll often see more Maple Leaf fans in the stands than you would even see uh, that home team. Um, I was talking about it earlier, universal health care. It's interesting because it's not a Canadian uh, thing no. just by itself. But we certainly kind of take it on as part of our own identity, don't we? Oh, totally. And I think that particular issue becomes such a stark contrast when we're looking at us versus the U.S. Because you're right, it's nothing new. But, you know, when you look at, you know, how we do healthcare compared to how healthcare is done in the U.S., you know, it's not only a major issue of discussion, but it's also a major point which TV shows make fun of. Sure. The Simpsons, you know, they always used to make fun of it. Yep. It's it's a big issue with a lot of big imagery associated with that. And it's interesting, I think, because we do look at it and there are people, there are people that look at the Canadian system and say, you know, it's not great. It's we look at uh, examples in Europe where it's being done better. But for some reason, Canadians seem really proud of our own health care. You talk about Tommy Douglas bringing it in mm-hmm. and how, you know, that's kind of represented. Um, and it's. To me, it, it is interesting in the sense that because we don't do it the best, how we still take it on as, as kind of our, our thing. Well, you know what I think part of it is? So one thing that I love about brands is, is brands are living, breathing entities, you right. know, like people. And like people, they have value systems, they have beliefs, and they also have personalities. Yeah. And a big part of our DNA as Canadians is we're a helping, caring nation. And right. healthcare is one of the most visible aspects that really reflects that helpful, caring society. Now, are we as helpful and caring as we can be? No. And, you know, is our healthcare as good as it could be? Absolutely not. But I think healthcare is just one of those issues that just, you know, for people when they think about what it means to be caring and what it means to live in a society like ours, it, it's, it's one of the first ones that come up. Absolutely. Uh, final question, Mike. Um, I want to ask you to take a look in your crystal ball. Where is Canada's brand five to ten years from now? <laughs> well, let's see. If I could, if I could predict that, man, well, yeah. I could predict a lot of things. You know, I, I think, and I certainly hope, we're going to keep going down this road, this road of being a little bit bolder. And when I say bolder, you know, like I think, you know, who we are, the fabric of who we are, will always be there. But we have great stories to tell. We have phenomenal stories that, you know, like I said before, those stories are are of interest, not only within our borders, but way, way beyond our borders. And I think, you know, my hope and and my prediction, if I can call it that, is that we'll start to really see a lot of that starting to happen more. Our stories will not only become Canadian stories, but the world's stories and also our achievements as well. You know, great examples, um, you know, of technology achievements, healthcare. These are made in Canada achievements that can be strong ambassadors to the world. So I think we're going to start seeing a little more swagger and a little more swing in our step, and, and so we should. Mike Leon, Managing Director of Brand Heroes, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Dave. It was fun. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.